The quote for the chapter says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Will Durant. Welcome to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303 and We are a team of four non-financial advisors who are exploring a revolutionary new financial approach that goes beyond money to prioritize your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Through weekly meetings and engaging podcasts, we strive to help you improve all aspects of your well-being as well as ours. Come join us on this journey of growth and self-improvement because at 303 and we believe true wealth extends beyond dollars and cents. Happy learning. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303 and How's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm great. It's a good day to be alive. Always is. We're going over part three, chapter 13 through 18. Retire Before Mom and Dad by Rob Berger. Part three is buying your freedom, which... It's something I feel like I finally have hit the realization of because I'm ready to literally get rid of everything right now, like all of it. This is quite literal. You have to. We we are quite literally working so that we can buy our freedom. The easiest, I mean, for our new people is that to buy our freedom, we need to learn how not to spend money. And I learned if you could get rid of most of those bills, then the amount of money you need to retire is reduced greatly so you can hit the goal even faster yeah like your freedom becomes less expensive which is yeah you can't even like picture that really to say your freedom is going to be less expensive i like that which is leads us right into the next chapter or the first chapter for us the cost of happiness leads you into a lot of good questions what makes you happy and that's i mean that's a big thing to sit down and think about like he says take a real half an hour and i mean it might even take you longer did you do it? Did you come up with an answer? I came up with a solution, I guess. I don't really need much to be happy. So all everything I own right now is really just a distraction. I'd like to cut it all out. Like you want to, trying to sell all of it. You want a simplistic life? I really think I need a, a PlayStation and a projector at this point in my life. <laughs> like <laughs> The rest of it will be hopefully filling the, our days with other things. What about the computer? You need the computer too. Okay, he just means the all of the stuff that we have. The knickknacks, the toys, the collectibles, the... Gotcha. Records. The junk. The junk. Nice. <laughs> we, we don't want that we, because then we're going to need a 2,000 square foot house to keep it all in and we don't want that. Oh yes, and downsizing our house, we have come to the realization is the best solution. This guy talks about it. He says a lot of people are paying for car that they don't use, a house that they don't live in. Yeah, if you the car actually is a big one too, but the house is it's definitely huge. No, and when we did this book the first time, we we literally sold our car. <laughs> like after what, reading that, one of them we had two, so we sold one or got rid of one. Got rid of yes, I guess would be the best. It it's not like we made any money off it. It was. No, Equal. we gave it back to the bank. So, <laughs> right. We said, we don't want this. It's not worth it. Take it back. What he did say is one of the solutions, actually. I remember saying that. Best way to get rid of your debt is give back the thing that cost you your debt. Mm -hmm. We just had a win that we did actually yesterday. We eliminated like a $45 a month bill. I mean, I know it's not a lot, but we got no, rid of a bill that's no, that 45 a, a month. So now... That's an extra 45 that stays in our pockets and 45 less that we pay out every month in debt. 
So we got. Rid I of hope it's not staying in your pocket, though. We got Bro. rid of a storage unit. You should, should be using that money instantly into your savings, you, according to him. You know into it. Into your investing. You know it, but you know something else, man. That was a freaking storage unit that oh, I have no. for years. And you want to know what ended years? up for most of the stuff? Yeah. We ended up tossing it. Well, it was from when oh, I was living in yeah. my van. I used to live in my van, so I, I used to use it as a storage once. unit. All that stuff gets ruined and it ends up all being trash. It's such a waste. It's such a waste. And if you needed it, you'd be using it. It's really that simple. It's hard to like accept that mm -hmm. fact because you're like, oh, but that one time when I decide to go, like, you don't need it. Oh, you're yeah, talking really? about the stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. yeah, really, the only thing we kept was there were some books in there that we kept and a couple tools. That was it. It's like that trick that they teach you you can take all the stuff out of the junk drawer and put it in a box. And three months later, if you haven't looked for a single thing that you put in that box, then just toss it all because you never needed any of it. Like That's what I want to do with my whole life. No, that's nice. really, it's weird to say that. Cause I'm like, who, who are we? Like that's, that doesn't even sound like us. <laughs> no, I've been like this for a while. It was I haven't been. Sometimes I've been waiting for you. Sometimes I like want to go through stuff that I haven't used in a while, but then I get worried about going through it because I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I forgot I had this and that. And oh, wait, I do like this. And then you're like, why did I even open it? <laughs> Put that back. I'll need it later. Yeah. Or it's like, oh wait, I forgot I had this shirt. I'll wear this even though I haven't touched it in three years. <laughs> this is all stuff that we think makes us happy. But as we're coming to realize through this book and through putting it to real use is that the things that make us happy is really simple. It's not, it doesn't take all of this. Did you make a list yourself? Yeah. Also, you haven't read the book. We know who you are. Or you take everything that makes you happy, write it down, and then you write it down what it costs you. And then you have to see if it's worth, the happiness is worth the price to your freedom. Did I do that right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was right. Juan said, I can start having my coffee because, you know, I love Starbucks. Starbucks makes me happy. And he goes, well, you can have it when you get enough monthly dividends to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's equal. Then you're not really losing any money. I haven't had Starbucks in like two weeks now. Okay, guys. I don't drink it all the time. Good job. So is there uh, – can somebody explain about Don and Wendy and – this little story basically tell you the we'll do it. Don decides that toys are more important to him. The truck, the house, the everything else, the boat. And then Wendy decides the other options. She doesn't need a good car. She doesn't need a good apartment. She doesn't, she's a single woman. Like so she gets she, a 401k. She went as small as she could and she starts just 10 years before him. No. Yeah. 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 And by the time she, he tries to start investing he'll never keep up with her it's like impossible well, yeah and remember they both they both get a ten thousand dollar bonus and he blows his and she automatically puts hers in, into an investing account and so she was already ten thousand dollars oh of that her. was how okay i know i did miss that how she yeah, had but, such a big lead on him yeah but i think he also started 10 years after her yeah, if he i'm started. not mistaken that's part of the trick too is that she did it for the first 10 years and then he did it for the last 30 years oh yeah because she, didn't she have was to... still oh, yeah she did I... stop I forgot she didn't have to do it after 10 years right that's yeah. what it said and for the or first it if... or it was like if she didn't touch it after 10 years <clears throat> that she would still be okay 
And for the first 10 years, Don just kept saying that he considered doing all of these things that Wendy was doing, but he was young and he had time to do it later. Mm-hmm. He called it the American life. And it's like, it really is that American blue pill. So I just like the part at the end because it is, and he just says, so <clears throat> he says this, uh, this story is fictional, but the question is, is are you Don or are you Wendy? <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that was are it. you Don or are you Wendy? I guess I'm a little bit of both. Unfortunately, mm. it's hard to be one or the other. We'll get there. So my next question was, were you a naturally good saver? Or is this, I mean, as you were just saying, kind of isn't. You're a little bit of both. But he was like, some people can change their own oil and, you know, they'll find any way to save a dollar. Is it something you have to truly think about? Because for me, I have to think about, like, I was a blower whatever it's just money it comes and goes i always blew my money it comes and goes actually i did save i always had some cash hidden somewhere in a book or a dvd player but or you would not yo-yo a, it? in a dvd case or whatever but then yeah it would always disappear but i would save up a few hundred and then i would need it for something which that is literally the yo-yo that's hilarious you would keep it for a minute blow it like and I, then end up with nothing i wanted and to then keep do it, it again yeah. get it even bigger and then nothing. yeah yep pretty much <laughs> Uh, I usually, no, I'm usually always been good at saving my money, but I would end up spending it after I got like so many thousands of dollars, but I wouldn't like go out and blow it, say on like one big purchase. I would usually, I would work seasonal. So I would work all summer and part of the fall. And then I would take like five, six months off every year. And then I would do the same next year, save up money, take five or six months off. So it was more like a nest fund than a. I guess so. Actually, it might have been seven months that I took off. But anyways, yeah. Juan? Yeah, to me, saving is also easy. When I was, yeah, the first time that I got money, I saved it. My brother spent it all in candy. Oh, yeah, you did tell that story before, I remember. So your question pertains to Chapter 14, actually, which is freedom first, latte second. He says, I have friends who are natural born savers, which we were ready to jump into that chapter anyway, so... Uh, there's a quote. It says, do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. It's from Warren Buffett. Some me like I still have my lattes. Mm-mm. I'm kidding. Well, kind of. So, so save first. That's point one. Yeah, that's a mindset. That's, that's the mindset that you need to have. Oh, and the solution for yo-yoing is, is auto-investing, which... Something we were talking about earlier today it was like, I was hoping you instantly took your storage savings and put that into your investing. So that way, because you're used to spending that money. It's not like you're going to be like, where's this money coming out of? And that's the yeah. part about bills being transferred into money, slaves, I guess, at that point. You actually were just talking about upping your auto investments. No, I did. Well, I, I found a, a stock that's supposed to give you 10% dividends. And I'm like, well, this is too good to be true. Let me see. Doesn't I'm hurt willing to, try to lose. Sometimes. I'm willing to lose. I'm willing to lose forty-five bucks. So I bought. I don't know, like five, five stocks of it. No, that's really amazing to think about. Because even if you make one dollar off it, you were losing all that money to begin with. So if it literally makes you a dollar, then you're up instead of just wasted money. It's called. It's called Horizon. What's it about? Horizon Technology Finance. Oh, I nice. think it's a 
It's a venture capitalist. Yes, yeah, a venture venture capitalist group. I've heard of that. <clears throat> yeah, it sounded right, familiar so for some reason. And the third point is that you should keep your savings. What does it say? It says we want to make the money that we save as difficult as possible to access. So you should set up a savings account and an online bank. Dude, out of sight, out of mind. It says there are two advantages to doing this. First, you'll likely earn a higher interest rate on your savings. Online banks typically pay more in interest than a traditional brick and mortar bank. And secondly, it's a bit harder to access your money. And then uh, this I brought up last week, I think, or the week before. It says, um, how do I decide how much to move into a savings account versus an investment account? So when I asked last week or whenever it was, if you were supposed to use your investments for your emergency funds and what like not, I mean, this kind of points out that no, you should not. You should have a bunch of different accounts for everything. It makes sense though, because if you did get hurt or if not you get hurt, but if your stock gets hurt, then you have nothing left to use as with. an emergency. Yeah. Right. So emergency should maybe be a little separated. Yep. Totally. That's a decision you have to make. <laughs> oh, and we do auto invest through Stash, which can't talk about enough. He was talking about it, but that's really the most helpful thing is it's gone Monday, which I know everyone gets paid different days, but that's my day. So Monday it comes out and I don't have to worry about it again. It's like a bill, basically. Nice. But a bill for the future. It's super simple. No, I'm, like I feel like Amanda said this before, but once you learn the app, it's really, you're like, oh, this is nothing. I mean, it, it looks intense, but it's really simple. It's really, yeah, it's really not. If you can read. <laughs> What's chapter 15? The money audit. Not really a fan of this quote. I don't know why. Just kind of grody. It says you have a choice. You can throw in the towel or you can use it to wipe the sweat off your face. And it's by anonymous because nobody wanted to claim that. It's like a boxing term, isn't it? To throw in the towel. Yeah. Yeah. If you're getting beat up, your coach can throw in the towel and that means you guys quit. I feel like it's a yep. sports term, not just boxing. Well, I assume boxing for some reason. I like it. It's, it's what... um. Robert Kiyosaki said, you can say, I don't have the money to do it. Or you can say, how can I get the money to do it? No, I didn't even think of that. That's awesome. It's two ways to look at it. And hopefully at this point, you're ready to look at it as we're going to take this towel, wipe it off and keep going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so to do a money audit, there's three steps. Write down every bill and expense and then ask yourself these three questions. Do I really need or want this? Do I need exactly what I have? And can I get what I need for less? Hmm. Questions, questions. All something to think about. Was it the richest man in Babylon when the professor finds out that he likes the cheaper tea? That's the story oh, yeah, that yeah. always seems to make me think about this. Is that there really is things that you would be like, oh, I'll never like that. And then, oh, wow, that's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Obviously not Starbucks good, but there is coffee out there. Well, as I say, sometimes you can get a lot of off-brand things that are just as good as the name brand things. Not with everything, but with a lot of stuff. I have this list. I go over it almost twice a month. And then once you get that list figured out and you realize that there's things that you don't need or there's ways to save the money through that product you put all that money that you're saving instantly into your investments because you are already missing it so you get a better product mm -hmm. to drink and you get 
to start working on your future. Jump start. He says in the book, he says confession time. So this is like an actual Rob story. We had cable TV, specifically we had Verizon FIOS for cable, internet, and telephone service. We recently got rid of our $100 a month cable package. We kept the internet and the phone and replaced it with a $35 a month YouTube TV. And we get all the channels we want. We no longer have to rent a DVR. YouTube TV comes with the ability to record shows. And we can watch TV from any device, including our iPhones and our iPad. Most days, I use my iPhone to listen to business news while biking to the gym. Total monthly savings is $65. So his $65 a month in savings will grow into a pile of cash. If it's at a 9.3 return after 10 years, it's almost $13,000. After 20 years, it's forty-five grand, And after 30 years, it's $126,000. Just from and dropping not- your cable bill. I don't need TV to save myself that much money. This chapter ends with a point that Juan, I feel like, was bringing up last week or the week before. I wanted to say that I did do the advice, follow the advice that he gives on increasing the deductible for your car insurance so that your monthly gets reduced. That was a good idea. Because the probability of getting into an accident is so low that over the years, it just, you know, you get the, the, the difference back. How much of a savings are you getting? Enough to notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 10%, I think. Maybe a little more. Don't remember. So what am I talking about? Credit cards. What was it that I the said last week? things out there. You are on the team of credit cards are a good thing. Oh, well, I'm on the team of they're neutral. They're neither good neutral, nor bad. Okay. Yeah. It's how you use them. You can use them. You can use it very. <laughs> you can use them wisely, and yeah, and they can they can benefit you quite a bit. But they can also be a double edged sword, as they say. As you're sitting there spending it on one end, it's stabbing you. It, it can be if you're not smart about it. Yeah, because what happens is if you you need to look at the credit card as a as a short term loan loan like super short term. Uh, by Super, the end of the uh, month, that's a good way. everything that you that you spend at the end of the month, you pay off. That's what you would have to do. That's the safest way. I'm not, I'm not giving advice. This is what I do. So we're not financial advisors. Yeah. So it says, let's assume a family spends five thousand dollars a month and can charge half of that expenses to a credit card, and this is a credit card that gives two percent cash back, one when you buy and one when you pay. I think. It says using a 2% cashback card will generate $50 a month. So every $50 saved and invested will turn into $10,000 in 10 years. And every $50 saved and invested each month will turn into $450,000 in 45 years. Can I, I got to ask a question. Do you get that money right away? How, how does that work? Like, I think it depends on each credit card is different. Some give you back in points, some give you back in gift cards, some will give you it back in cash once you reach a certain amount. Some will just deposit it, or you could use it to as a payment. Once you get up a certain amount, you can use it to pay your monthly payment. Like yeah. everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you I can also know, use them all. Oh, I was gonna say you can even use them to like um sometimes you get a more bigger value on them even if you use it to book stuff like plane tickets and such. Oh, that's true. So if you go on and flights every year then it's a good idea to maybe get one yeah you get purpose. flight miles and you're gonna spend the money american express i think is a lot of mileage so i think that Juan, because he has made a point to tell i don't know on this podcast or not but has said before to us that he 
has his credit cards set up where he has a bill automatically paid off his credit card and then his payment is automatically also applied each month so that he doesn't ever run into uh, getting a late fee or getting tripped up. So if you have the ability to do that, then I would say definitely. But right off the top of my head, like I would be wary to do this because when I say, ooh, I can make $50 a month when I know that I'm, I have been very forgetful in the past, the late payments to me aren't worth the $50 a month. So it really just depends. You should just trust yourself, know yourself, know what you can handle. It's, yeah, that's why I'm on the team of it's playing with fire. Mm-hmm. But I know everyone has their own. The they do, they do help when the bank is looking at your credit history. Oh, absolutely. And there's no denying. It says right here, if you do what you're doing for 45 years, you're going to have five hundred, almost $500,000. So like, yeah. like it's a super smart way to do it. Learn how to use it. Grow up. No, basically, I, though, I I'm just it. saying, if you can't trust yourself, then be careful. Well, that leads us perfectly into the next chapter, the power of habits, which I feel like is our reason for having horrible time with the credit cards is we have no good habits. Really. Yeah. We had bad habits. <laughs> the quote for the chapter says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Will Durant. So we are our choices. No, as you're saying, we could have how much more money if we would just make the choice to use the credit card properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here we are. <laughs> you know, yeah, because they all think. We, we don't do force anyone to do that. anything. Little by little. There, there is a lag, though. I think I've mentioned this before, and nobody has nobody has denied it yet. So I'm gonna keep sticking to it. There's a lag to the habits that you have. They won't help you immediately tomorrow. Well, some of them might. Like if you do yoga, like it's immediate. You can feel the difference immediately, or exercise for that matter. But this one takes takes the time. Takes I I would I don't I wouldn't know. I would say. Maybe a month or I think two. You said two years last time. Or yes, something. like or for it to really like a shadow or something, mm-hmm. an echo. <laughs> now I don't know if choices. it's that long anymore, but it's definitely financially at least it's gonna take maybe three months, a trimester for you to see to see the difference. Maybe a month if you start saving hardcore, but there's a lag, definitely a lag. Well, that's where the myth of sacrifice comes in, too, is that you have your habits, but then you think, I got to go to Dunkin' Donuts before work or I'm going to kill everybody. But, you know, that's not a you're not really going to do it. So eat a breakfast sandwich at home and or drink your coffee, whatever your Dunkin' Donuts choice is. Uh, Rob references a story from when he was a kid and their television broke and he was like, so distraught and didn't know what he was going to do. But after like a week, he didn't even remember that they had a TV because he had just him and his friends had just learned to to entertain themselves other ways, which I feel like we've touched on this a lot. Like give something up and you realize you won't need it. If only there was like a way to do that and try it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, another good thing, though, about habits is that you cannot ever expect to give up a habit without replacing it with something else. Oh, no, that is a really key point that we, I feel like we miss a lot is that we cut out something and then like McDonald's, it's not like we found a better thing to do, but maybe when we get a McDonald's craving, we should be going to the park or something. Like we never found a a better choice. 
It says attempts to give up smoking, for instance, will often fail unless there's a new routine to satisfy old cues and reward urges. A smoker usually can't quit unless he or she finds some activity to replace cigarettes when their nicotine craving is triggered, which you could apply that to every habit you have. That's why a lot of people that are quitting smoking, they'll start eating candy. Yeah, chewing gum. Oh, no, yeah. My aunt always said that when she quit smoking, she would start, like, always had a bag on her. <laughs> I would always suck on on mints and uh, what are those? Mentos. I love those Mentos. It's got to be something that can easily be done. Don't be like, oh, well, instead of every time I'm going to smoke a cigarette, I'm going to go run for five miles. Well, you can't <laughs> just stop what you're doing at work and run for five miles. Like, that's not realistic. I so have something. Eating candy isn't better because you're ruining your teeth. Why'd you have to say that? I have something. I have something. For example, or well, I have something pragmatical to say about this. That's what I meant to say. For example, I love to listen to audiobooks. So what I do if I want to get a new habit, I, well, yeah, like you said, it's usually, I'm trying, let's say if I'm trying to give up something. No, 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 it's not really. Let's say I'm trying to acquire a new habit. So I'll take the new habit and then I'll, whatever it is, I'll do it while specifically listen to audiobooks. That's what I've been trying to say. Because then it's easier for me to do it. So whatever it is, like let's say it's You'll associate washing new something or with audiobooks. While I'm doing it, yeah. So audiobooks help you adjust to new habits. Greatly. Yeah. <laughs> Tremendously. It's really hard to get that out. I'm, I'm proud of you. It was. <laughs> This is why I adore you, baby. Is this baby. the one where he goes over the exercise habit, though? How it will somehow automatically help you with your finances, and there's no, like, it's an unwritten law. Exercise, for some reason, people who don't exercise seem to all be having higher credit card score, or de more credit card debt. They go hand in hand for some reason. So even working out one hour can change other things in your life. It has more effect than just the benefits of exercise. Then the next big question we have for the night is, what if? Are you a chess player? Uh, we play. Not a good one. not really a lot. <laughs> yeah, I play chess. Oh, I just thought it, it was a good analogy to lead us into how your life, you have a chance to not, to go back, unlike chess, you know. You can always keep your hand on everything you're doing and always pull back. Try to cut something out and then it's not like you're never allowed to buy it again. It's right here. Page 104, when people start habitually exercising, even as infrequently as once a week, they start changing other unrelated patterns in their lives, often unknowingly. Typically, people who exercise start eating better and becoming more productive at work. They smoke less and show more patience with colleagues and family. They use their credit cards less frequently and say they feel less stressed. It's not completely clear why, but for many people, exercise is a key habit that triggers widespread change. I have a theory. It's got to do something with the brain. Yeah, it's because you get happy. All that serotonin pumping. Mm-hmm. You get high on oxygen. That's why I, when a lot of people get angry, they go for a run. And when they come back, they feel better. That's why Forrest Gump was always running. <laughs> Forrest <laughs> Gump was like never angry high. about anything. Have you even seen the movie? No, That's like why he high. was always happy. Because he was always running. <laughs> high on his happiness. <laughs> yeah, oh. High on oxygen. 
So next is Juan's been waiting. Keeps bringing this up week after week. It's finally time. Wait. Well, we're not going to talk about the kiss. All I wrote down is for it is that you have to ask yourself that for everything you own and everything you spend money on, and then there's a great way to try it basically to see if you want to keep it or not. Like in chess, if you keep your hand on the piece, you can see if it's going to be a good move for you or not before you end up jumping all the way in, which Juan wants to tackle that. What is the best way to try this? Try what? Well, he proposes the 21 day experiment. So you take anything, you take all of your expenses. And then after you do the, what if you take the one that you're more comfortable parting, parting with, and then you give it up for 21 days. It's gotta be the one that you're more comfortable parting with, because the idea is that you want to be successful, but you have to get rid of it and then replace it too. You can't just cut it out because you're going to find yourself sitting there with that, trying to get it back. Waiting for day 21 to be over so you can just go back to it. So find a new hobby to replace it in that time frame. And then at the end of the 21 days, you basically, it doesn't even mean you can't go back. It just means, can you go without it for 21 days? And after that time, you should know whether you need it, want it, can afford it, et cetera. Yeah, it'll help you get rid of the ones that are actually completely not necessary. So we could do a 21 day challenge from the 4th to the 25th for everyone at home who wants to join us. Not to be like a, a non stickler for experiments or rules, but the 21 day experiment is really for yourself. And I remember particularly the first 21 day experiment that you and I did. I knew after like day eight, what I was doing with that particular part of my life. So. I'm just saying like you don't if you make it 20 days you make it 30 days like the whole point is to get to make you self-aware we've done one and then we've gone back to it but with a lot less want or whatever like it's yeah. more in control it's not to, even after the 21 days you're not gonna just be like i'm over this completely but it'll definitely be 100 percent more conscious about it every time yeah, because it or could show you how us. much money you spend you spend on that particular thing, maybe, that you're right. cutting out. Exactly. So even if you decide that you want to continue to keep that particular thing in your life, now maybe you've decided, well, instead of spending, you know, 50 bucks a week on it, I, maybe I should only spend, I, sh- I really should only spend like 15, like, or, or whatever it is. Like, it's just to make you more aware of, of what you're doing because you don't even realize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. At least I never did. Like I said, I never realized how much money I would spend on fast food and whatever. Automatic habits. Clothes. Oh my gosh. I used to spend so much money on clothes just for fun. Go to Walmart and throw everything in the cart just because you just, oh, oh, that's cool. Oh, 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 I want that. Like, what is all this trash and garbage that I have that I don't need? <laughs> I do remember. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Wow. This book says that the average American spends. $1,100 a year on coffee. Oh, I you know, it. can I say something really quick? For sure. This kinda has, it, it just made me think about it, um, like with Amanda saying that she used to used to just buy uh, out of impulse, basically. Yeah. So one thing that I like to do, because I would kind of do the same thing at Target sometimes, is a lot of stores now have the apps where you can just do your order online and then they'll go 
get all the stuff for you and then you just drive and pick it up or you walk in the store and yep. pick it up, which I think is a, I like it because I'll get exactly what I need and then I don't walk around the store going, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And I think that actually can yep. help you save money also oh, sure. is by using, utilizing the apps. Yep. I, I do that too sometimes. How many paper towels have you bought ended up being $300? Because we just buy so much groceries and everything. Yeah. While we're there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to run into Walmart to grab cat litter. And my $12 bag of cat litter, I spent like $127. I'm like, what did we buy? Every time. We oh, yeah. I've done that it before. Was so bad. But now, even if we do go in, like I, I know I've touched on this before, but I think it was a long time ago. I will, I will even put stuff that I want in the cart. But while we're walking around, I'll like touch it, look at it. And by the time I'm done, like, or by the time I'm actually ready to pay and leave the store, more often than not, I've had a whole relationship with this item and I will put it back on the shelf and I don't even need it anymore. I, I might be mm -hmm. crazy, but I can literally do that. Like, I'll like hold on to the shirt and then be like, yeah, and I'll just put it back. Like, yeah, yeah, you I think about it for the next yeah. 30 minutes that you're exactly. in the store. If you think about it, because if that's what you, like you said, it's an impulse. You don't even do that anymore, mm -hmm. though, now. No, yeah, now I just don't you, even like, look. You, taught yourself to yeah. not even put it in the car. Yeah, it's Oh, a... that's amazing. I haven't even thought about that. But you did always do that. Yeah, I know. I remember. So we, it does work. We're putting this stuff together. Yeah. So even on the impulse, put it in your cart. But give yourself 20 minutes, and you'll realize you don't need it. Because that's, that's, like, it works for me. Last chapter, right? Yeah, which is a chapter that really got to us. The number one freedom fun killer, a.k.a. your car. <laughs> I don't know. I just have mixed feelings about the whole car thing because it's like I get I get it. Cars are expensive, but I'm like, dude, people aren't going to get rid of their cars. People need a vehicle. So I don't think you're ever supposed to get rid of it. I think it's the difference between the $2,000 car or the $20,000 car. I also think it's the difference on what you live. Yeah, no, that's true. Because, because like in Portland, Oregon, for example, you can get anywhere and everywhere on a bus. But here where we live, you have to have a car yeah. or you're not you're, getting anywhere. I think yeah, I like, have an example. Like Boston. Yeah, go ahead. No, like it's the difference between the the sedan that you actually need and the pickup truck that you're never going to pick thing, pick up things with pick things up with <laughs> or do you need that $75,000 truck that you're never gonna put anything in the bed of like yeah, you're never you gonna have use a brand the bed new the bed truck? maybe it's time to put it back <laughs> like the u.s can, is cr the u.s is crazy it's like maybe pickups. you can go get maybe you do want a new car well you could still get a $25,000 car versus uh like we just said the 50, 50. 60,000 truck yeah I don't want to name names sure. but I know I know people whose car costs maybe two times more than they make a year. Oh, no way. I have an example. Years ago, I was uh, just working as a server, and I was making like twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year. And I went out and bought a brand new 2016 uh, Chevy Silverado, uh, all black decked out. The loan was like for $48,000. It was a lease. My payment was almost $500 a month. Uh, it was the best truck in the world. I felt like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> it was all jacked up. <laughs> and then I think without really rem doing the math, I feel like I must have paid in over $20,000 in payments 
over the three-year term of the lease. And then I had to give the truck back because when I tried to buy it, they didn't, like, it didn't even work out well. And I was, to buy it, my loan was still going to be like $46,000. So my payments were still going to be $500. And by then I was drowning because I had half that income. So I don't know how we got on that, but I per, I'm a personal victim of that. No, the truck is... No, and because you have to add the cost of gasoline that it's going to be higher, the cost of insurance that's going to be higher, oh, that's maintenance, everything's going to be higher too. So, But if you're a farmer who's using a truck every day, no one's telling you you don't need a truck. <laughs> but if you're a farmer and you're using a truck every day, you still don't need a $60,000 2023 decked out truck that you have to have full liability and collision and all this other stuff on. Like buy yourself a $10,000 truck and put some, you know, liability insurance on it for $50 a month. Like that's like only not, get what you need. Well, and if you get a car that's just one or two years older than whatever the current year is, you'll save so much more money. Absolutely. And if you can get a car and not have it be on a loan in any way, shape or form, then you don't have to have all that extra costly insurance if you don't need it. If you live in some place where you do need it, fine, it's worth it, but. If you live someplace where you guys do and you're like, I'm going to get in an accident once every 10 years, then you probably don't need to pay for all that. And, and this is from the beginning of the book, but we found a way to reduce our insurance by me giving up my car in my name, which it doesn't really matter when you're married. I mean, unless she wants to steal my car, but <laughs> <laughs> it's my car. But, you know, I put it in her name because our the insurance, I also have a bunch of red flags or whatever they call them on your insurance. So mine's a little higher. So they dropped a lot by switching over the title, basically a, a piece of paper to her name saved us thousands of dollars. And shop around car insurance because that matters too. Every year. What's he say every year or every six every months? Year. But I do remember, yeah, it's you have to. So his three concepts for this chapter are cars are expensive any way you can reduce your car expense can go a long way to supercharging your journey to level seven and freedom first cars second. Which that right there is the best answer for everyone who goes, but I want you, you will have it. If you think about it, just wait, relax. But if you can walk to work, maybe you should for a year, watch how much money you save. Walk yeah. now, drive later. Yeah. Walk now, drive later. <laughs> I feel like it'd be walk now, ride later. Because somebody's going to be driving me around. Damn, Connor. She's prophesizing you becoming Not a me. chauffeur. <laughs> no, it wasn't him. <laughs> I guess if I want to save money, I better. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's going to do it for this episode. I hope everyone comes back to join us for part four, investing, chapter 19 through 27. I know that's a lot of homework tonight, but you guys can do it. Have a great week, everybody. See you later, alligator. No. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and found it both informative and entertaining. Please stay connected with us and continue the conversation on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also catch us on most podcast platforms and catch up on previous episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore in the future, we'd love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at 303andU at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and family if you've enjoyed what you've heard. 
We will be back next week with more engaging topics and insightful conversations. Until then, take care, stay curious, and happy learning.